people encouraged me to do it. They're like, dude, you're going to change the world. That is such a great idea. And I'm like, I don't want to change the world. I just want to make porn. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry, naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Scav Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Gavlin and with me from the country and the little state where everything is bigger, Jacob Pita. <laughs> Thank you very much for that glowing introduction, Thomas. Uh, yes. Uh, we're living in some crazy fucking times, man. And we're going to talk <laughs> about that today, among other things. We have with us Buck Angel, you know? Yeah, he's a good uh, adult film producer and uh, also a motivational speaker. Also known as the man with the pussy. Yes, so has some new products out there that we're going to talk about. We are going to definitely get political with Buck. But if anybody like ourselves have had the pleasure of talking to Buck Angel, meeting him in person, what have you, we we love this guy. Yeah. He's awesome. He's super intelligent, fun to be around, and always brings something very interesting to the table. Yeah, he's definitely one of the most interesting people I talked to last year. Or was it this year? I think it was this year because I shared a cigar with him. Right. You're, being, you're being very phallic here with your cigars. And that's another thing that we'll be talking about as well. We're going to kind of, for a lot of people that might not know Buck Angel, we're going to talk about how he came to be. And I guess just some basic stereotypes that we hope to remove. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I met Buck back in 05 when I was doing another radio show. And uh, at that time, he was really just not accepted into the industry or anywhere really for that matter. So we're going to mm-hmm. really see how far we've come and really how much further we still have to go. But first, a little word from our sponsors. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wishies, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, Pay top CPM, PPS, Red Share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. All right, everybody, we are back. Thank you very much again for joining us for this edition of Porn and Coffee. And uh, we have a super fantastic, amazing special guest today. Uh, we have <laughs> we have the one and only. I, I, I channeled my inner Thomas there. Uh, we have the one and only Buck Angel. I think many of you know who he is. He is a filmmaker public speaker, human rights activist, and of course, transgender male porn star. So essentially, we're going to get down to the nuts and bolts, no pun intended, and talk about all kinds of shit today. And we couldn't be more thrilled. So I'm going to shut the hell up and say, 
Hey, Buck, how are you? <laughs> You're always so good to me. Make me you make me sound like a rock star, my friend. I'm great. You are. You are. You're a total rock star. Uh, to our <laughs> listeners, we both had the pleasure to meet Buck Angel. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's an extreme pleasure having you with us. But. Right. Thank you. Mm. I appreciate it. You know, I always appreciate letting people having my voice. You know, my voice, I feel like my voice is really my activism. So, and also maybe a lot of your listeners don't know who I am. So I get to reach an audience that, you know, hopefully will be entertained and hopefully will walk away with learning something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's just start it out. Sorry. I'm just, I'm so yeah. excited here. I can't, I can't <laughs> um, you know, I actually, I had the pleasure of interviewing Buck Angel back in 2005 at Internext. And this is when I was doing the Why Not Hump Day lunch show. And uh, actually we did like a big reveal right at our booth in front of everyone. Yeah. And it was like, there was a gasp over the crowd. <laughs> and we'll explain why in a second <laughs> with the intro, but there was a gasp over the crowd and people were equal parts amused elated, horrified, what have you. It was fucking amazing. So yeah. anyway, without further awesome. ado, Buck, tell us about what it means to be a transgendered male, how you came to be who you are, and have at it. We'd love to get the uh, get some education. Yeah, right on. Thank, thank you. Um, so I was born, I'll, I'll just go to the straight, <laughs> what I do, what I, how I uh, sort of uh, introduce myself a lot of times, because because I, if you haven't seen a picture of me, because clearly you're listening to this, if you see a picture of me, I look very masculine. I am masculine. I am a male man, yeah. but I was actually born a woman. And 22 years ago, I had what we used to call a sex change, and I transitioned to become a man. But during this time, there was no option for me to have what we call bottom surgery, which is penis surgery. And so, but but I did want to have a penis. I, I need people to understand that I always wanted to have a penis, but the option was not there for me. And so... Because of that option, I had to sort of become a man with a vagina. And and so through that and through understanding my body and through really a, a sort of uh, – really what – the best thing that ever happened to me was sex. Because what sex did is it let me learn to understand my body and understand that having a vagina doesn't mean that I am any less male. And so through that, I realized that I could educate through pornography. And I started making pornography films and then I sort of – became the man with the pussy because you know you have to have a tagline in porn yeah. <laughs> and through that i you know pushed my way into the industry uh, you know the adult industry was not very happy seeing me around back in 2002 when i started and yeah. um they just did not embrace my work. They were very mean to me. But then there were people like you, Jay, and people like who came along and really just really understood that, hey, wait a minute, this guy has something very interesting. Even though yep. many people will say standing in your booth, dropping my pants and doing that is, you know, very um, disrespectful or, you know, fetishizing myself or making fun. No, 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 no. It's my form of activism and my form of education. And oh, so yeah. Yeah, and so, but some people won't see that. Some people will, especially people in my community, they might think that what I'm doing is freakifying myself or mm. you know, making fun. And in no way am I doing that. It's an empowering thing for me to be able to drop my pants and show that I have a vagina and that, you know, I'm male. And, and through that, and through people like you guys letting me have a voice, and reaching audiences that don't necessarily understand a person like myself, I have been able to become a voice in the world and why I'm now an activist. So I became an activist through my porn work. And I guess that's kind of that in a nutshell. You know, I was born a woman, became a man, decided to do pornography, kept my vagina because there was no option, mm -hmm. and tried to re-educate the world 
on what it means to be a man. Because as you guys are men and you understand, the penis is everything for men. It's everything. It's what yeah. you really yeah. what you think of yourself as a man. And most men are taught that if they lose their penis, they're demasculinized, which is really something we need to speak at a bigger level about because pe- your penis is just a part of you. It is not you. <laughs> it is not who you are. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it's what I am. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right on. <laughs> but what about now, now then, Buck? Do you still feel that you need the penis or are you finished with that thing? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm the man who loves my vagina and my friend. And I'm the man who... <laughs> who does not have penis envy anymore, if that's what you want to call it. I'm the man who yeah. doesn't, yeah, I don't look for the penis. I am so comfortable in my body. And so, you know, in a way, I just accepted that I was born this way. You know, yeah. some people are born with a small penis. Some people are born with, you know, one testicle. Some people are born with no arms, right? Like, yeah. you eventually have to have an acceptance of the way it is. And well, then, you figure out how to walk the world and make the world a better place, not only for yourself, but for maybe other people who are, for lack of a better word, suffering in a place that they don't know how to embrace it. And so that really is where I come from now. Sure. One thing I wanted to clarify as well, I mean, it's a little bit past the topic, but still very important. Uh, A large part of the big reveal for us when we were doing the Hump Day Lunch Show uh, at Internext, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be the shock factor and the freak factor and, you know, all that negative connotation that might come along with it. Right. But at the same time, there was really just not a lot of knowledge and understanding and really almost no acceptance of the transsexual gender market niche, what have you, in the industry. So, yeah, we were obviously, you know, from our perspective, we wanted to embrace this and really just, you know, I don't know how for a better way of putting it, you know, not coming out of the closet, but just exploding out of it, so to speak. Yes. Um, and you did. We are talking 10 years ago. I mean, yeah. where are we now? Where right. are we now 10 years after? Right. Yeah. Right. So, so huge. Like, my gosh, the whole world has changed when it comes to transgender rights and transgenders. I mean, as you know, it's, you know, it's the topic. It's the hot topic. We have TV shows. We have kids. Yeah trans kids coming out. I mean, gosh, man, I came from a space where, you know, I wanted to kill myself and I tried to kill myself. And, you know, I don't want to get all, we're not going to get all down here. But that said, I came from a space where I hated myself until we move fast forward today where, you know, still in the porn business though, I'm still the guy. There's very few other trans men, even though I've been trying drastically to make it into a genre. It is not really a genre still because it just, it just hasn't become part of my transgender world for some reason they're very in the transgender world especially on the men's side i feel this this um this sort of pushback about sex and this pushback about really learning how to enjoy your body as a transgender man and why i think this is why it hasn't become so such a huge genre in the porn industry but also the most of the people in the transgender world they go the other way right? yes yes yeah and especially in porn. I mean, as you know, trans women porn is huge. You know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's big. But that said, there's as many transgender men out there as transgender women. It's just that uh-huh. transgender men just don't necessarily ha- have a big a big voice as well, let me- let me ask you something, Buck. Uh, one thing that you know is oftentimes a giveaway for men becoming women is that they still have the deep voice, or mm-hmm. they might still have their Adam's apple. 
Um, but in your case, honestly, I mean, if you look at it purely from an aesthetic viewpoint, I mean, you are full 100% man. I mean, it's just there's no way around it. I mean, even your voice is deeper than Thomas's. So, I mean, <laughs> Thomas, come on, my friend, you better work on that. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, I mean, was that from the hormones? I mean, if you could educate yeah. me on this, at least, sure. did that yeah. make your voice deeper, bring you from an alto to a tenor, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes, pretty much. But for, you know, many years, and I have worked on making it a little bit deeper, because one of the things that does happen is your voice changes, but we get a sort of, t- there's a very interesting little tinge that we get that sounds like a 16 year, and you can hear my voice fluctuate. It still has this 16 year old going through puberty, young man's, you know, thing to it. But yes, you know, um, I want to go back to speaking to this idea that trans women are more noticeable than trans men. And that's 100% true. And something that we and I am specifically trying to change is this idea of what does a man look like and what does a woman look like, right? Because we're so, we are so understanding that, oh, a woman can't have an Adam's apple. But you know, there's actually some biologically born women who do have an Adam's apple. So these are the, right? And there's some biologically born men who have been born with both a penis and a vagina. But we don't talk about these things. Those are called intersex people, right? We don't talk, we're so used to understanding that women are this way and men are this way. And why my work did so well in the porn industry because people were like, what is that? How is that possible that a man has a vagina? And, you know, it it just made people, for me, it's always a baking people think because if you get too complacent, what happens is somebody like Trump wins the presidency. That's what happens happens when you become just comfortable. We should never be that comfortable ever until everything in this world is equal. Other than that, we should never be comfortable with where we are because that's selfish behavior. And that's what happened with us now in this country is we just became, okay, everything is okay. It's far from okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Completely fucking far from it. <laughs> Before we go all political in the U.S., <laughs> yeah. let's take it back a little bit then, Buck. Like, what did you do before you before you entered the porn industry? I mean, before you figure out that this is the way you want to go. Yes. What did you do before then? It's a great question because some people will say like, oh, did some people send me questions like, oh, did you have a sex change to become a porn star? Are you kidding? That's like a real question. I'm like, well, (laughs) it's crazy, you guys. Some of the questions I get are unbelievable. It's like, wow, okay, I get what's going on in this country. But that said, (laughs) I, um, I, I started in the porn business because I was working behind the scenes with a partner I had, and we were making dominatrix films. And then a transgender woman came to me, and she asked me if I could build her website. And I was like, okay. And then through building the transgender woman's website, you know, this is back in 2001. And then I was like, wow, this is really interesting. So many people are into transgender porn stars, women. Why is there nobody like me? And I, it, it was like, really, uh, seriously, like a light bulb came up on me and it went on my, above my head and was like, I just saw the words man with a pussy. Because back in the day, it was everything like, remember chicks with dicks, uh, yeah, yeah. pranny, you know, it was all this sort of making fun of. And I thought I could be the man with the pussy. And then it just was people encouraged me to do it. They're like, dude, you're going to change the world. That is such a great idea. And I'm like, I don't want to change the world. I just want to make porn. And I had no idea that fast forward to 2016, I would be this guy with this voice and this stuff just through porn. 
It's yeah. really bizarre and, and amazing. It's amazing, really. It is. But I will yeah. guess that you have a bunch of like hurdles that you had to overcome. Oh my god, they hated me professionally. Yes, they weren't like you guys who have who've embraced me. No, people in the industry hated me in the beginning. I mean, basically, if it was out in the open, they would have been throwing sticks and stones at me and calling me, you know, Frankenstein. Like they hated yeah. me. They they said what I was doing was disgusting. Even my own community. We're saying what I was doing was disgusting. Men have penises. You're representing the trans man community as men with vaginas, and we hate it. And nobody understood that I wasn't representing anybody. I was representing myself as the man with the pussy, and I was trying to sort of make pornography because I didn't see anybody else doing it. It took me three years of pushing, pushing, and finally people like you coming and understanding me. And then I won the AVN award within three years of starting my work. But it was not easy. They didn't want to accept me. But I just kept pushing, and I knew that my idea was something. And then the AVN award changed everything for me. That was when I got respect. I think it's super strange, though, because, I mean, I can speak for probably both me and Jay, that if me and Jay had both tits and a vagina, I mean, we will never leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) We will just stay home. Right on. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that's kind of me sometimes. (laughs) My vagina. (laughs) Even if I had a pussy just for a day, I mean, think about it. Dude, I would be the biggest cum slut this side. You would. You totally would. It's it's incredible to have a pussy. I love it. I swear I love it. I love being a man with a pussy. I have no... That's the thing. Yeah, I love it. Men have the power. You know, I mean, physical strength and it's, you know, everything is a boys club in so many respects. It's just that's the way, you know, it's been. Men have the power. But yeah. you also possess the power of the pussy between your legs, yes. which, you know, you cover the fucking gamut. <laughs> right on, my friend. Yes. That's the thing is, pussy is powerful. And, 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 you know, there's some men out there that are very threatened by the powerful pussy. They are. And that's why they react the way they do. Clearly, you guys have no, in any way, are not in any way uh, worried about that or have any kind of uh, negative feeling. But there are men out there yeah. who think that, you know, vaginas have teeth and that we shouldn't, you know, watch out for us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's all about accepting yourself. And that's, like I said, my message is universal. It's about learning how to find that space that you need to love yourself, even though people have been telling you otherwise your whole life. And once I got to that spot, once I got to that spot where I don't care what any people think about me, I like who I am, I know what I need to do. It doesn't matter what people say about me. I just don't care. It just is a very, it's a very freeing place to be. Sure. But that's where I think uh, I, what the scaring people is. I, we talked about this actually in when we were smoking cigars in um, in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's the part. Like who who. Who do you? Who are you into? Are you looking for a man? Are you looking for a woman? Are you looking for a transsexual? I mean, wh- what is the dating thing going on here? Right. And if I will be dating you um, as a woman, when will you tell me that you don't have the penis that I'm looking for when we come home? And this is part of your motivational speak uh, or coaching or stuff like this, right? Yes, yes it is because there's part, part. I'm a big big believer of disclosure and that could be with anything if you have an std or you have you need to disclose that to a sexual partner that's just being respectful on both sides i'm also the person who believes that you and it's only my opinion there are some people who will disagree with me within the transgender world of course it's everybody's personal decision to make but i'm the believer of if i'm going to go home with somebody and have sex with them and as you know i present very much as male 
There's no way anybody would ever know that I have a vagina unless I tell them. So most people are going to be expecting me to go home with them and have a big dick, right? (laughs) And then when it doesn't come out, it's it's actually probably not a very nice thing to do to somebody. So I always tell people if I'm going to have sex with them and they don't know my situation, always do I say, I just need to let you know this is – it's not easy and it's not a fun thing to do. And it kind of takes the – a little bit of the fun out of the – spontaneity of going and having sex but that said i do believe it's respectful for me to let people know that you know this is what you're going to get and that's a big thing within our community is it's called disclosure and a lot of times people don't want to disclose that Mm. they'll have genitals the other way and i personally believe that disclosing is a very important thing to do uh, for both people you know it relieves this anxiety of is the person going to be upset at me if I don't tell them? But yeah. it's all a personal choice and however you choose to do it. My, my decision is to always disclose. The way, the way it's always been portrayed in movies is if somebody ends up with someone of uh, uh, you know, transgender or trans, trans anything in a movie, usually yeah. the person who is on the, re- the receiving side of it is angry yes. and lashes out. And it turns out to them beating the shit out of the person. Yes. It's like that portrayed in, in, in fucking cinema, you know? Yes. It's horrible. It's horrible. And, that, and they should be ashamed of themselves. And that should be – as well, the trans community is all over that now. You cannot do that. That is not okay to make I – mean, I'm trying to think. Have I ever seen a movie or a TV show where somebody ended up reaching down, getting a handful of dick, and then going, oh, right. okay, you know, this is all right. Let's try right. this. No, they get angry and then they yes. beat the shit out of that person. Yes, and what that's doing is it, it's making people feel like it's an okay thing to do that, and that is not right. it is not okay to right. do that. Exactly, it's far from okay to do that. But yeah, that's the problem with film and making. You know, we've always been the butt of the jokes. The trans people have always been the freaks and always been like, oh my god, that's a man in a dress. You know, shit like that. Well, we, we're really working hard to change this idea of gender. And gender is a big spectrum now. You can be and do and dress. You should always be able to dress and be how you want to be. This is the United States. This is the world. <laughs> it's a human right to be who you want to be. Let's talk about the obvious thing going on right now, this this ridiculous election and the outcome of it all. You, it can really affect your way of life. I mean, gay marriage could get overturned. I mean, there's so many fucking things that can happen here. Everything. Can, everything that we have worked for in the LGBTQ community is on a situation right now that is so volatile. And so I'm going to I mean, I, I don't want to go to the sad, but I'm just going to say it real quick and then we can move on. But already, I've already been told four to five young trans kids have killed themselves. Because they do not see a future. And people don't understand who don't have to live in fear, who don't have to live worrying about walking out of the house, who don't have to worry about whether or not they can use the right toilet. People whose whose lives are just comfortable don't realize how many people, people of color, all of us, all of us outside of being cisgender, you know, biologically born male and women, white are in jeopardy to lose a lot of what we fought for. And kids are already killing themselves. Like, really? Really? This is not funny. And it's not even like, it's not even, it's worse than anything that I think any of us could have imagined. Because to me, it speaks volumes to what our country is really about, number one. Number two, it speaks volumes to the fact that we got too fucking comfortable. It doesn't mean we have to sit down or lay down and take it. This is our country, too. And we don't have to sit down and be okay with it. We don't.
talk about what's been working for you in the porn industry. What hasn't? Are you going to be doing uh, virtual reality? You know, good stuff like that. That's uh, topical with uh, with your work. But uh, yeah, yeah. are you still active? Are you still making movies? Well, the funny thing is, is that I stopped actually acting because I just didn't want to feel like acting anymore. I wanted to bring more voices of trans men. I don't want to just be the only trans guy in porn. I want to, you know, and I also don't want to be an older porn star. I just don't. It's not my vision. So that said, and not that it's a bad thing, I just don't want to be that. So I decided to start producing a series that I call Sexy and the Trans Man, and it's docu-porn. And what I do is I interview trans men, and then I have them do a sex scene afterward. And that just blew up, and it became huge. And I, I'm on volume number five now. And then, so I realized that you know, people really want to see and talk and, and understand trans men. And, and it's important for me to put out other representation, but I never really wanted to do porn anymore. And then I got a call from Dana Vespoli uh, a while back. And she uh, said to me, I really want to put you in one of my films. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to film anymore. And she's like, no, this is going to be awesome. So anyway, she she teamed me up with Valentina Nappi. <laughs> it was incredible. And, uh-huh. We did the most amazing scene uh, in Boy Girl, Girl Boy Two, Dana's second uh, release, and it just it just we got like triple A fucking stars from AVN, and like we just did the most amazing scene, and it was the first time ever in like straight you know porn that a trans man and a biological woman uh, did a scene together. So it was another one of my first things. So. That was fun and, you know, but it's not my vision. My vision is not being a porn star. My vision is creating sex and making people feel comfortable about their bodies sexually and learning through porn. You know, porn is a great tool to learn from. I think so. It's a great, great thing. So there is not a bunch of other firsts that you should have done before you, like, and your career in front yeah, of the and camera. that's the only way you can get me into porn. Is <laughs> it hasn't been done before. Other than that, I'm not doing it. <laughs> there you go. So I think I've done pretty much everything now. I can't think of another, maybe a gangbang, but I'm not really sure if I want to do that. <laughs> I'll figure out something. I'll, I'll talk to Steven Ruby. Oh, but I know. Oh, but I know. There's a huge big news. I don't know if you know that I actually just finally released my very first sex toy. Ooh. Uh, yes. It's the what is it? So what it is, it's the very first toy ever invented in the history of the novelty business. And it's a sex it's a it's a trans male stroker for trans men. And basically you stick it over top of your genitals and you stroke. So it's tra- and it's the very first in the world. It's never been invented before. And because of that, this is what's gonna blow your mind right now. I got written up in Forbes magazine, Cosmopolitan, Esquire, Huffington, every single major. But the most important is Forbes. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's my biggest achievement, I think, for the last year or a lot of my career. I really believe that opened doors right now to really talk about trans male sexuality in a lot of ways. So That is really huge. Yeah, right. I cannot use that toy. There is no way I will you know what? A lot of a lot of bio men like you use it to stroke, you know, the head of their cock. They're calling it a knob polisher. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, like, is this stuff available just yes. at your regular adult novelty stores? Yes, we got picked up around the world, my friend. L- listen to this: we blew out the first run in less than a month. Damn. 
I know. They, we blew out so fast. And it's at, the company that did it with me is called Perfect Fit Brand, and they're incredible. And without them, that toy would have never gotten made because nobody would listen to me. Not one single toy company, any toy company out there, I went to them. For five years, I went to them. And every single toy company said, no, there's no market. We're not sure if this will sell. And I'm like, I invented the market. It's there. Yeah. And they're like, show us numbers. And I'm like, how can I show you numbers when the toy doesn't exist? Come yeah. on. And so Steve Callow of Perfect Fit, when I sat down, I said, just give me five minutes of your time. I swear to God, this is a great idea. You're going to love it. If you don't like it, we'll both walk away. And literally in two minutes of my time, he said to me, fuck, this isn't made. I'm like, no. He's like, it's a no brainer. We're doing this. And it was like, that was it, dude. History was made right there. So what do you think about virtual reality then? Uh, oh. is, is, is there anything there in the trans uh, world? No. And I think I've been speaking to some people out here in LA who are working on some stuff and asked me to maybe participate. So I think I love virtual reality. I think it's so awesome and cool and amazing. It's the future. Yeah, no, there's so many great things you can do with it. So I definitely think it's a lot of the future of porn. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird world now in the porn industry. There's just, I think, a lot of... Uh, moving around and people trying to figure out what's the next step. You're a good uh, cigar smoker as far as I know, but uh, what else do you like to do outside of the industry? Oh, I'm very much into uh, working out. I'm a health nut, total freaky health nut. I really, I love to watch films. And really, honestly, what I really love to do is really just motivate people. It's something that I really love to like meet people, go and just speak to people randomly, talk to people. Really, I'm, my ideal goal is to create a world where people are stop being afraid of each other. People are so scared of each other. You know, if they don't, if you look different in any way, like we were saying earlier, like people just can't seem to understand that we're all different. And, yeah. you know, I know I sound like a crazy person right now, but it's really my idea is to get us to and the only way to do that is to participate in that and why i make why i'm so open about who i am it's not even funny you know i fly i travel a lot i do a huge amount of speaking all over the world and when i sit in the plane i always talk to the person that's sitting next to me because we might be sitting for 10 hours together and yeah. i always talk about who i am what i do and literally by the time it happens every time on a plane We've exchanged numbers, cards, and these are people all kinds of walks of life. And it, it, my, it's a sort of experiment that I started, and my experiment worked, which is if you are just kind to other people and respect other people and have conversation and are interested, you can just watch how people let their guard, their, this guard that they have up, and they become human. And so how do we start to bring this back into the world where we can understand each other's differences and understand, yeah, that's weird. Buck has a vagina. That's like the weird. I totally think it's weird and I laugh at myself all the time. But what I, what I want to do is I want you to feel comfortable about it. And I want you to understand that there's many men like me that run around the world. We're not threatening. This is a really big deal for me is to take people's guards down. And we need to start coming back as humans. The weird thing for me is, is that, and I mean, it's weird is a bad word to use here, is that I, I personally just don't find anything abnormal about it. I mean, right I don't know. Yeah, it, no. That's where I want the rest of the world to be, my friend, where you are. 
Yeah, I mean, it just, that's kind of the way I've always been. I mean, even since I was in high school, you know, I mean, going that far back, yeah, I've I've been that way most of my uh, childhood and definitely all of my adult life. And also working in the porn industry, it has been really actually a blessing if you think about it. It does give you an idea and it does let you look at different things. And then eventually you sort of just become like, oh, it's normal that there's 500 men having sex with this lady. And you know what? I don't see a problem with it. If it's all consensual, this is the thing that we need to understand. You might not want to do a 500-man gangbang, but so what? If she or he wants to do that and it's all a, a, a cool thing with everybody, there is nothing wrong with that. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, Pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19 to 22, 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. You know, before we probably need to wrap this up kind of soon, I wanted to ask you one other thing. I mean, you're, so you're not really doing much performing anymore. No, no. Is there anyone that you regret not having an opportunity to work with or anyone that you would go back to working in porn if you had the opportunity that you're willing to divulge to our listeners? Well, you know, that is a really awesome question. And I could say that, no, honestly, no. (laughs) Not that I don't respect a lot of the people out there and I love a lot of the porn stars. And I think one of my favorite things was doing the scene with Valentina Nappi because she, you have to understand, as you know, I don't need to explain that to you, but maybe to your listeners, the porn world is very conservative. As you know, there's sections. If you go black, you can't really come back the other side. There's a very lot of racism and sexism within the industry. It, it's shocking, actually. So that said, Valentina Nappi is a straight woman porn star. Her customer base is straight men. That's who love her. The, the least customer base of mine are straight men. They don't particularly think of me or that's not a fantasy. That said, when we did the scene... It was very ballsy, for lack of a better term, for her to have a sex scene with me because people were and are talking a lot of smack about it because they don't understand it. So she's amazing and she supported it and she thinks it's an important scene to do. And really, I can say that I really enjoyed doing the scene with her because she was real. She was involved. She really, it wasn't acting. When you see the scene, we really had a legitimate attraction, sexual attraction to each other. And it really comes off. Those are my favorite kind of porn. And that's my favorite kind of partner is somebody where we're actually really into each other. And it's just, you can see it on film. You can feel it. It plays. It plays. It plays. Well, you are a true innovator, pioneer, and survivor. And I'm not just throwing those words out loosely. In fact, why don't we close it with this? 
Uh, obviously, you're a very self-made man, Buck, but you know there might have been some people along the way that gave you a helping hand or that might have been instrumental in you taking it to the next level. Is there any particular shout-outs to any companies, people, what have you? Uh, you know, don't worry about the threat of accidentally leaving someone out because I'm sure they'll understand yeah. uh, in case there were a lot of people. But are there any particular shout-outs you'd like to give to our listeners? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm going to say it right. I, oh, the minute anyone ever says that to me now, I'm going to tell you perfect fit brand. If it wasn't for perfect fit brand, I would not be sitting here with a specific product that is not about me. It's about creating a way that you can learn to love the body you hate. And that's the reason why I wanted to make a sex toy is because there's many people within my community, specifically trans men, who don't necessarily know how to connect to their genitals because they don't have a penis. They have a vagina. And they don't look at it like I do. They look at it as something horrible. I believe sex is an amazing way to connect to your body. So Perfect Fit Brand gave me the opportunity to create a product that didn't exist, which now creates a way that people learn to have sex and people learn to connect to their bodies. To me, that's everything. And that's the reason why I'm able to continue to do my work because people... I can't do it alone. You let me on your show. Thank you for letting me on your show. Because without a voice, I am not creating change. And so because you let me and you asked me to come on, you let me speak to your listeners who might not have a clue who I am. Same with Perfect Fit. Those I can't do this without companies like you guys or companies like them understanding that my voice is very powerful and that I need to do it with a team of people. It's a good ending there. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for being part of this episode of Pointing Coffee, Buck. Awesome. Thanks, you guys, so much. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we have a new episode coming out next week. But uh, until then, remember to work hard, be nice to people, and try not to get lost or killed. Ciao. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week. Plugrush.com, a self serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.